My name is Ben Greenfield, and on this episode of the Ben Greenfield Life Podcast. The meltdown hit in, in the fall of 08, and I lost everything. I didn't understand what leverage was or being over leveraged or economic cycles. And I lost the cars and the house and, uh, you know, ended up was in my buddy's basement uh, with like $300 to my name. <laughs> 23 years old. From there, I'm like, all right, you know, I know I can be successful now. I proved it. Now I just got to figure out the next big thing to sink my teeth into. Faith, family, fitness, health, performance, nutrition, longevity, ancestral living, biohacking, and a whole lot more. Welcome to the show. Hey, check this out like a rainbow. Organifi has created this thing called Sunrise. It's a sunrise to sunset kit. So it transforms your entire day in three simple steps, a detoxifying morning reset, an afternoon energy boost, and a nighttime relaxation tea, all packed with superfoods your body's going to love. So it's a kit that comes with built-in bundle savings and a 30-day supply of Organifi's brain-boosting blend, Pure. So here's what they give you. For the sunrise, it's the green juice with 11 different detoxifying superfoods like ashwagandha, which is an adaptogen research for cortisol regulation in the body. And you drink that in the morning or around sunrise when you're gazing into your red light therapy device. Then you've got the red juice, which basically takes you through the day with a caffeine-free energy boost with five antioxidant-rich berries, four powerful adaptogens like cordyceps and rhodiola, natural energy boost without caffeine, very high in antioxidants with the red juice. Then you get into the gold for the sunset, which eases your body into a calm, relaxed state with nine soothing superfoods and adaptogens like reishi mushroom, turmeric, and ginger, all in this delicious nighttime tea. So you got the green juice, the red juice, and the gold juice. It all comes to you in one bundle and you get 20% off this kit along with, did I mention, a 30-day supply of their brain-boosting blend, pure, absolutely free. Here's how to get this thing. Go to Organifi with an I, Organifi.com slash Ben, and you get free shipping and 20% off this sunrise to sunset kit. No code needed, just Organifi with an I.com slash Ben. There are a lot of different so-called EMF mitigation devices out there that reports to protect you from EMF. Barely any of them have any actual rigorous scientific proof behind them, however, there is a device, it's a suite of devices that I recently found, and it's a suite of devices that actually have scientific and peer-reviewed research, third-party testing behind them, and global patents on their technology. Most other technologies claim to block or harmonize EMFs. This technology actually modulates the signal to allow your body to be able to more naturally handle EMFs. What it does is it changes and reorganizes chaotic or harmful electromagnetic radiation and electromagnetic fields into a biologically compatible form, virtually eliminating any harmful effects to the body. And they have some very impressive brain scan and human research behind this stuff. It's called Aries Tech. They have a bunch of products that utilize passive microprocessors and an antenna powered by the sources of surrounding radiation, kind of like a chip in your credit card. But they're low EMF, it's a very, very low signal. The resonator antenna and microprocessor restructure and modulate EMFs in a similar fashion to say like 
noise-canceling headphones. Now, the technology that they use has been in development for decades. They're publicly traded on the Canadian Stock Exchange, as a matter of fact. This process requires rigorous third-party testing to be approved by regulators, and they've pulled it off with over 20 global patents for protecting biological objects from the negative influence of what's called technogenic electromagnetic radiation. So they've got devices as small as their Lifetune One, which you attach directly to your phone, tablet, or headphones for 19-foot diameter of coverage, all the way up to their massive Zone Max, which offers products for large spaces in your home or office which with 139 feet diameter of coverage, and one kind of in the middle called the Flex, which you can wear as a pendant or carry with you on your bag or on your keys with 42-foot diameter of coverage. I've been very impressed the more I dig into this company's research and they're giving all of my listeners a 30% discount. Here's how. You go to ariestech.com, A-I-R-E-S-T-E-C-H.com slash Ben and use code Ben30 at ariestech.com slash Ben. All right, so you've probably heard about the benefits of blueberries. You may have even heard about this brand new darling of the longevity and age reversal industry called Urolithin A, which you get some amount from in blueberries. You also get some from probiotics, but you got to get really high amounts to significantly increase muscle strength, muscle endurance, mitochondrial health, and everything else that gives you a complete upgrade of what I would call your body's cellular power grid. Now, the way that urolithin A works is it would be normally made in your gut by the bacteria in your gut as what's called a postbiotic, but you can also just mainline the stuff. And that's where timeline nutrition comes in. They make a urolithin A jam-packed compound. They've got it in a whey protein powder. They've got it as soft gels for days when you're on the run. I like their berry powder because I can just toss it into yogurt or my smoothie and automatically get massive amounts of NSF certified, amazing, clean, pure urolithin A. So 500 milligrams alone has been shown to significantly increase muscle strength and endurance with no other change in lifestyle. And you're getting that and plenty more with any of these doses from Timeline. They call it Mito Pure, jam-packed with urolithin A. So you can try their starter pack with all three formats, the protein, the stick pack, and the soft gels, or just choose whatever you want. But basically 10% off any order. Here's how. Go to TimelineNutrition.com slash Ben and use code Ben to get 10% off of any order. That's TimelineNutrition.com forward slash Ben and use code Ben to get 10% off of any order from this fantastic urolithin A, MitoPure stuff from Timeline Nutrition. Well, folks, uh, a few months ago, I was down in Miami. As a matter of fact, if you heard my interview with, uh, with Gary Brecka down there and also with Dr. E, uh, you, you may have already kind of heard some of the very cool people that I met on that trip or heard about them and from them during a couple of interviews. But during that same trip, I actually wound up going out to dinner, out to a fancy sushi restaurant. Matt, what was the name of that restaurant we went to in Miami? It was fantastic. Uh, Gecko. Gecko. Yeah, Gecko in Miami. As a matter of fact, I, I wasn't quite prepared because... I did the podcast with Dr. E, rode my bike across Miami, still wearing my street gear, showed up to the front of Gecko, and they wouldn't let me in based on how I was dressed. So I literally had to go to the department store across the street and buy clothing to come join you guys for dinner. So it's a, it a good memory. <laughs> <laughs> I do recall. I do recall you pulled up on the scooter. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was a scooter. It wasn't a bike. It was one of those little uh, little motorized scooters I borrowed from yeah. Gary. So. Anyways, and, that, and that, it was a great ride through Miami, 
on the way back after dinner at like 10 p.m. or whatever. I don't think I've ever ridden a scooter through so many clouds of cannabis smoke. And uh, <laughs> we, we can talk about that later because you you might have contributed to that. <laughs> but anyway, so so you and I were were having dinner. And I just thought, like, you were, you were one of, um, I've been calling Dr. E, Dr. D's, one of Dr. D's, D-E. Uh, I, I just thought, like, you were one of his patients and friends. And um, we started talking during dinner, and you got into all these, like, fringe health protocols and, and stem cell experimentations that you were doing and these really cool supplement and dietary stacks. And so, you know, I was pretty intrigued with you after that chat. And then you sent over to me afterwards via email some of the protocols that you're doing. And I thought, gosh, it'd be kind of cool to get Matt on the podcast, A, to talk about some of that kind of like cutting edge health stuff that you're up to and your whole biohacking regime. But B, perhaps just as interestingly, you know, you told me that you, you're you from my neck of the woods. You're, you, you, you grew up up in Montana but yes, now you're like a massively successful businessman in Miami, primarily in the, in the cannabis space, from what I understand, and just have a really cool story from that standpoint too. So I just figured we could we could hop on and uh, and share your journey with my audience. Good game. No, totally. I I I, I thought our conversation was uh, very mentally stimulating, Ben. I didn't know what to expect at dinner. You know, Doctor D invites me to a lot of crazy <laughs> dinners, but it was refreshing and uh you know to, to to meet someone from my neck of the woods and um you know i was i was very uh you're you're a you're a wealth of knowledge in the in the biohacking space as well as just you know how to live a happy quality life so like i i really thoroughly enjoyed our conversation i'm, I'm happy that we were able to do a follow-up on your podcast yeah it was mutual of course any conversations are great over sushi that epic so um <laughs> So, so anyways, uh, I'll put all the show notes if folks are listening at bengreenfieldlife.com slash Matt Morgan. That's M-A-T-T-M-O-R-G-A-N. But Matt, tell, tell me about uh, how you came from Montana to Miami. No, it's a big loaded question, but we got time. So, so fill me in on your journey. Hey, yeah, happy to do it. So, uh, you know, I was born and raised in Montana. Um, my grandparents had 5,500 acres outside of Missoula. And so uh, for my early life, that's all I knew, you know, I... Um, grew up how I think kids should grow up, riding bikes, uh, you know, building rope swings in, into the river, getting muddy, getting dirty, hunting, fishing. Like, um, I wouldn't change my upbringing for anything. Um, and, you know, I, I feel sorry for kids today that are so immersed in this technological, uh, you know, matrix that they're in now. It's it's sad. But <laughs> the, I, the, you know, the, the metaverse versus catching fish and it. Trout pond is a little bit, little, little yeah. bit different these days. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like you know, depression, sky high, anxiety. Uh, people can't sleep. It's it, it's it's pretty bad. So I'm very thankful that I kind of missed that whole technological advancing in, in in my childhood, and and also where I grew up. And Ben, you can appreciate this being from the Northwest. It's 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 like it's like God's country. You know, they call it big sky country. You can see the car, stars crystal clear at night. Um, so growing up. Uh, you know, I worked for my grand my grandfather a lot on the farm, but I also tried other jobs. I worked in a huckleberry factory when I was 14 years old, making different huckleberry products. Huckleberries are this berry that grows up in the mountains of Montana, and they're just, all these different products are made from from gummy bears to syrups to honeys to pancakes. I mean, you name it. And so then yeah. they ship them, you know, all over the country, sometimes globally. Same thing um, in Idaho too, by the way. I grew up in North Idaho, tons of huckleberries. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I I I, uh, I used to go to Lake Coeur d'Alene quite often, so familiar. Yep. 
um, with the area. And it's one of the most beautiful areas in the world that I've seen. So um, got fired from every job I had as a kid. Couldn't hold the job. Didn't listen to people. Was very uh, against the grain. Started reading um, a lot of books. My first book I read when I was 12 was Tony. Like my first self-improvement book, I guess you could say, was Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within when I was 12. (laughs) And it really started to make me just like, like question like things like authority and why they would make you do certain things. And then um, I, I was really starting to understand the power of the human mind. And then uh, when I was 16, I read uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And I started to question like traditional education. And this, I just, I, I didn't grow up with a lot um, from a financial standpoint, but I had a large family and um, it was very loving and everyone was happy, but money was not the, the, the center stone of, of our family. And, you know, uh, we didn't really have a lot of money. So in my head, I, I was always like, you know, I got to get rich. I got to get rich. I'd have these posters with thumbtacks on my, uh, like, uh, you know, that eighties, like boards that walls were made of that you could like punch right through. Um, and and by the way, this, this is super interesting too, because our stories parallel in this kind of weird way. My wife grew up, uh, well, she was born in Montana. She grew up as kind of like a, you know, not, not poor, but definitely I I would say, you know, not a money focused family, you know, ranch girl, farm girl, make everything from scratch, you know, and, and live by the skin of your teeth type of mentality. Whereas my family was based on my dad, whose father was a very successful businessman in Miami. And my dad wound up moving out to Idaho. And so I grew up in a family with access to wealth from Miami, whereas my wife came from a poor Montana background. So our family's kind of like a, a blend of you, Matt. <laughs> Amazing. And I appreciate the background. That's very helpful, Ben. Um, so chugging along, you know, got the Lamborghini posters on my wall. That's all I want is, is the finer things in life. How do I make enough money to get out of Montana, get away from the farm and the things that I, I started to despise and um, end up graduating high school by the skin of my teeth. Uh, had so many absences. They almost didn't let me graduate. Had to go appear in front of a school board and tell them why I should graduate. And even though I had like a 3.0 GPA or something. I was, I, I didn't, I didn't apply myself in school, but I still got pretty good grades. So I, I, I graduate, I end up going to college cause that's what my family wanted. No one in my family went to college. So they're like, you need to go to college and get a good job. So I went to college, uh, and I, I wanted to study business of course. Meanwhile, I just read, uh, thinking grow rich, uh, which was a game changer for me. Probably the most powerful book I ever read. Um, yeah. r- really made me start to study the industrial Titans. But, um, so I, that just, I read that in the summer go after I graduated high school. So summer going into college and it really transformed my, uh, mindset, if you will. So end up going to college to study business. And I figured out that the business professors were basically entrepreneurs that couldn't hack it in the real world and every business they started failed. So they came <laughs> to make 300 grand a year and teach, uh, you know, teach, teach college as a professor. So I dropped out on my 10th day in college uh, my family was extremely disappointed and upset. And, um, from there I was like, well, I got to do something to appease my family. So I, I went and became, where, where, where was that by the way? What college did you say you're at? I went to the university of Montana. So in Missoula. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Grizzlies. I know. Cause I used to go, I used to drive over to Missoula every, uh, every spring where they'd had one of the first triathlons of the year of the spring season over Missoula. And the, the swim was indoors on the, on the Grizzly campus there and the bike went all over. But the only thing I, I remember distinctly from that particular race 
the Grizzly Triathlon was almost every year it was frigid cold and you were literally like riding in your Speedo and racing through campus, literally just like <laughs> goose bumped out, you know, to full of full on frozen. And uh, it, was a, it was a great race. But yeah, I've, I've been over to U of M a few times. Yeah. You know, it's I mean, it's cold seven months out of the year there, maybe, yeah. eight, you know, so yeah. it's 3,400 feet up uh, in the nestled in the heart of the Rocky Mountains. And I actually learned how to swim when I was seven years old at that grizzly pool that you're speaking of where you did the triathlon. Yeah. So yeah. It's funny. So became an electrician apprentice with the electrical union, uh, when I was uh, 19 years old and my family's like, Oh my God, you're going to be an electrician. This is so great. You know, you'll make 70,000 a year. You'll be able to have a family support. I'm like, this is the best news we've ever heard. So I start doing that. Um, go around the, uh, go around the state doing different high end electrical jobs because I'm a commercial electrician apprentice. And I did that for about 18 months. And the negativity on the, on the job sites was just incredible. Um, you know, how do, how do we work the least amount possible by still getting paid and not getting fired? And they also protected each other. So it was always, how do you stick it to the man? And that just really was a crippling mindset for me. So I, um, I resigned after 18 months uh, as an electrician apprentice. And they, did every, they said everything they could to try to get me to stay out. I was, I was a very good hand. But uh, I resigned. My family, again, was very upset. You know, you, you, they just think I couldn't hold the job or, or do something for a long term. They thought there was something wrong with me. And I was a party boy. So that didn't help. Um, and so from there, I actually, my father, for my 20th birthday, got me my real estate course to, to get my real estate license. And after I resigned, from, I, I took the course. And then after I resigned from electrical, I became a, a realtor. Um, and I looked like I was 10 years old when I was 20 and I was wearing a suit that I was swimming in. So <laughs> I can't imagine anyone would want to buy or sell a home with me. Um, and so the way I funded that because I didn't have any money was I went and applied for like 80 credit cards. I got approved for like 40 of them. So I had like 60, 70,000 in, in a line of credit with these credit cards. And that's how I lived and started my real estate career was with the credit cards. Um, and it, I, I didn't sell a house for six months. Uh, I hired a real estate coach. I'm doing cold calls every day. I'm cold knocking on houses, getting stuff thrown at me. Um, it, it was uh, it was eye opening, and it, it really made me develop a, a thick leather skin. And I it, it made me uncomfortable every single day to the point of I I started not getting uncomfortable anymore. So I, I became comfortable being uncomfortable. And after six months, I I'd, I was maxed on all my credit cards. I had four dollars in my checking account. I was sixty ninety days do on my rent or not my rent, but my, all my payments, my, my, my truck payment. I had to get a truck so I could drive people around for real estate. And I, I had to move back in with my mom. And, uh, I was like at my, I was at like the wall and yeah. Rock you know, yeah. Like it was, it was kind of like the make or break moment. And I ended up closing a real estate transaction, made $5,500. And I was just like, yes, like I'm rich. I've made it. And then after that, I got confidence and started closing one after another and I did like, uh, I think I, I did like 13 transactions in my first year. Uh, next year I'm running, I'm the managing partner of the real estate office. I'm running the company. Um, so I'm crushing it, you know, buy the big house when I'm 22, have the new cars. And um, I start working with developers and builders. And this is 2007, eight-ish. And I'm over levered. You know, we, we're taking out loans to do all these developments, build spec homes, everything. Over, what, like, what's, uh, what, what city were you primarily operating in for your developmental real estate? Missoula and its surrounding areas. Okay. Um, and uh, then, you know, the uh, the meltdown hit in, in the fall of 08, and I lost everything. I didn't understand what leverage was or being over leveraged or economic cycles. 
and I lost the cars and the house and, uh, you know, ended up was in my buddy's basement, uh, with like $300 wow. to my name. <laughs> so, um, that was 2008. I was 23 years old from there. I'm like, all right, you know, I know I can be successful now. I proved it. Now I just got to figure out the next big thing to sink my teeth into. And after a lot of, um, research online and, and observing some of my friends that were using medical cannabis, I was like, all right, I, I think this is the next big thing. I think marijuana is the next big boom. It's going to be like alcohol. It'll be the same size. It'll be accepted. And so I went all in on it in 08. And I scraped together, I think, $80,000 from friends and family because they, they, they saw me successful real estate. So I had a little bit of, of um, juice there because they're like, all right, you know, he's, he can obviously make money. And I built out a cultivation and uh, went and gathered a bunch of patients and Started growing medical cannabis, failed miserably at first. It was much harder than I thought. And then I got into, uh, I started getting my feet under me, doing well. And then this investor came. And, and you, sold you, you were growing it yourself. I was growing it and then selling it to the patients Okay. Um, as a caregiver. So then this, this the gentleman that sold this waste disposal business for $40 million was like, hey, I'm building this, this high-speed cultivation. I spent about $3 million. Would you be my partner on it? And that was in Deer Lodge, Montana. So I was like, all right. I could do that. So we came out like 20,000 foot facility for at the time in 2009, that was a pretty big deal. And we started, you know, pushing out products, selling to patients and we were doing like 8 million in revenue or something and like a million EBITDA. So cranky right along for Montana standards. And, uh, then in 2010, Montana legislation came in. It was like, yo, this, this isn't going to work. There's a dispenser in every street corner. We never, this is not how this program is supposed to be. We, we don't, we don't want this, you know, conservative Montana, and um, so they, they made it so you could only grow up to 18 plants as a provider. Hmm. And and so I was growing like 3,300. So I had to shut the whole thing down. And um, yeah, again, just had to eat it and basically start from scratch in 2010. So I started to look around the country. Um, and I'm like, all right, I know I can do this now. I've proved myself in Montana. Where is the state that's that's going to rip open and, and you know release a program that's very advantageous to the operator where I can really scale and do big business? It happened to be Arizona. So I packed up my Silverado and drove straight to uh, Phoenix, Arizona in 2010 and opened up a chain of hydroponic stores called Ugrow that sells the lights and equipment and, and nutrients and things of that nature. I opened three of those and was selling that to all the kind of the caregivers and whatnot, networking throughout the cannabis community in Arizona. I then applied for the license when that time comes in uh, late 2010, early 11, and end up winning the Sedona license. At this point, I have a mentor. So this is the first time in my life I have a mentor, an older gentleman. He's like a second father. He's been there, done that, built massive companies, four or 5,000 employees. So he's like showing me how the world works. And, that, you know, I was like a stumbling entrepreneur until I met him. And the minute since I met him, it just like went straight up. So are you able to share his name or is he a, he a top secret mentor? Yeah, his, name, his name's Harold Schiffman. He still okay. lives in uh, Paradise Valley, Arizona. He's almost he's 40 years old than me. So he's almost 80 now. Wow. Um, he was 65 when we met. And uh, so he splits his time between Sedona and um, and Paradise Valley, Arizona. He's actually writing his life book. And I'm actually one of the chapters and I'm like his, uh, you know, his his protege, I guess you could say. How do, how do you get just, just for people who might be interested when you run into somebody like that? Do you simply ask them to mentor you or was this just a relationship no. that organically developed? So I'll kind of give you a little background on that. And people ask me this all the time, actually. But And I had other mentors, but this, it just wasn't the lock and key fit like this was. And so my buddy in Arizona who I'd met was like, hey, you got to come to this 
entrepreneur class. It's every Wednesday. It's so good. This guy's the man. So I'm like, I don't really, I don't like classrooms. I don't like this nonsense, but I'll go. So I go and there's like 50 entrepreneurs in there, all shapes and sizes, all ages, all the way up to like 55 and all different businesses, all different size businesses. And the, the instructor was Harold. And, you know, you have to go around the class, say your name, what you do. And I was annoyed that I was there. So they're like, hey, you know, I was like, hey, my name is Matt and I grow pot. And he like looks <laughs> at me funny and then just continues on with the class. And um, at the end, he was like, hey, can you stay after class? I want to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm getting in trouble in class that I'm not even really in. So I, I go up to the to the front of the class after people are leaving or whatever. He's like, what do you mean you grow pot? I was like, I have these warehouses up in Deer Valley. I build them out and I, I grow cannabis and I sell to uh, other caregivers and patients. He's like, I want to see it. So like three days later, <laughs> I I drove him. Or we met up there and I roll up these. I had like uh, probably I had two units. I probably had like 4000 square feet. So I roll up these garage doors. And I'd already done it in Montana, so I knew exactly how to build it, exactly the throughput and everything. And these are like finely tuned machines this time. So I roll up the garage doors, and he's like, holy crap. He's like, this is not what I had in my mind. And I'm like, yeah, it's like a machine. And so from that day after, we started talking like almost every day. And he just started being like, hey, you know, do you need help with this? Because he had a massive network, right? Yeah. Like all the, all the big boys in Arizona and beyond. And he's like, and I'm like, hey, I just won this license. I need to raise some capital. So he opened up his Rolodex and I raised like $7 million in 30 days. Wow. Pitching to his, pitching to his people. And, um, you know, he became like a, a minority partner and just, he's just, he's a guy that doesn't like, when you don't have a lot of money, you think money's the answer. And then when you make a lot of money, you realize that money's not the answer. Yeah. And what's really fulfilling as a human being is helping other people and seeing other people succeed. I had no idea why these older guys wanted to help me. I'm like, there's nothing in it for them it's because they already made all this money and, and they still feel empty, but they feel fulfilled when they see a young guy get to the next level from the, from their tutelage. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and by the way, you bring that up and it's interesting because I never got that either when people would just go out of their way to help me and I'm, I'm 41 now. And it's kind of interesting because I've started to get, a lot of satisfaction when like the the 20 or the 25 year old podcaster or health influencer or personal trainer reaches out to me for advice and i actually am able to tell them something that i wish i'd known when i was their age but you don't realize that as you get older it's just something you feel like doing so like if you're younger and you're listening to this if you have hesitation about reaching out to some older person who you admire in your sector for advice, I, I would say do it because you'd be surprised at the help that they'd be willing to give you. You know, even, even if even if they don't have a, a ton of time, they can, they can make connections for you, they can network for you, and it, it is something that I've personally found a lot of satisfaction from. Uh, I'm, I'm with you, Ben. The single most important thing for me and my success as mentors, reading the right books is up there as well, and also surrounding yourself with the right people. Uh, th those three things are the most important things in the world as far as being successful and living a fulfilled life. Because no matter how successful we are, I still don't have the wisdom of an 80-year-old. So we, 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 we come up to hurdles and we come up to different different whole, like sticking issues in our life no matter what age we are. And it's nice to be able to call someone that's been there, done that, and be like, if you, I'm 38, right? So I'm like, hey, you know, Harold, if you're 38, here's what I'm going through. He's like, well, if I could go back and do it again, here's how I'd do it, you know? Like experience and wisdom are, yeah. there's no, there's nothing that you can exchange. For. I don't care how smart you are. It's just, it's not the same. 
So, um, and I love helping young people. I mentor some kids in their early twenties. I love to see like that, that gleaming glimmer in their eye, like the eye of the tiger almost, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like they have that, that same look you did when you were that age. You're like, Oh man, like I, I like this kid. He's a good, he looks like he reminds me a lot. And they, they also like you, if they, you remind them of them when they were younger, cause they, it's almost like they get a second shot right. and you're like their racehorse now. Right. Exactly. That's a great way to describe it. They can almost live vicariously through you. So and, and it makes them feel alive again and young. And, and like when you win, they win, you yeah. know, through, 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 through connection. So, um, you know, I had talked to Harold for 45 minutes this morning while I was at the gym. Like he's like, uh, you know, I have rich dad, poor dad, right? Like I have my real dad who I, I, he's like my best friend. And then I have Harold who's, who's like my second father. Um, and I, you know, I I owe the world to him. So anytime I I start new, anytime I start a new company or anything, I just throw him a couple points on the cap table just, just cause he is who he is. And you know, I'd never be where I'm at. Oh, that's a, that's a good way to do things too. You can simply give some of these people who are helping you out a little bit of equity on the side. Of course. And it's no skin off your back, especially like, you know, when you're the, the maker of, of, of the destiny of the, of the company, like throw them three, four or five points. You, you have majority of the cap table. Yeah. So yeah, it's, that's another way. That's just a little thank you card. And if any of these things blow up into eight, nine, 10 figure companies, like it's a massive win for them too. And it's just like, Hey, thanks. I, I appreciate you always being there. Yeah. It's a good point. Good point. Okay. So we, so you're with Harold, you're, you're building up these companies down in Arizona and then what happens? Yeah. So I, I, I have a Sedona and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go grab, downtown Phoenix. So I go negotiate Phoenix, buy the downtown Phoenix license. I have my vertical that Harold already saw and I expand on that. And I, so I, then I built the commercial kitchen, the extraction lab, and I open bloom dispensaries. And uh, the thing just takes off like a rocket because of the knowledge I'd acquired. And I was a younger CEO. So I was always using the new technology um, to, like advances at hand that the older guys weren't using. So I'm firing mass email blasts and slicing and dicing data and retargeting with emails and like no one was doing that in cannabis they just opened a store and said i'm gonna sell this and hopefully it sells i treat it like a real business like uh you know like i'm running a uh like a target and so i'm using real world marketing i'm, I'm attacking this like it's a like it's um like it's a normal business when everyone's like oh my god you have a cannabis license you're selling cannabis like this coolest thing ever i'm like no this is another this is another commodity now we got to brand it we got to market it and we got to treat this like another business so I, I I ran from in less than in eighteen months I went from zero to twenty five million in top line revenue doing like eight million wow. in EBITDA. I had one hundred twenty five employees. Um, the thing was just ripping. I'm I'm twenty I'm twenty seven years old at this point. You know I I, I became a millionaire at twenty seven. And just just curious about like mar- margins in the cannabis industry. You're doing eight million EBITDA. What do, do you know your approximate like net profit percentage? It's uh, five six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've used it for years. It's one of my go-to nootropic blends because it's like brain food. It's vegan. It's non-GMO. Supports focus and memory and mental energy. 28 research-backed nootropics packed into one teeny tiny bottle. If you've appreciated my work for the last seven years now, you can attribute a great deal of that to this nootropic. It's called Qualia Mind. Qualia Mind. It's fueled my brain for years now. And you feel it within days. I would say within hours after taking it. You can also try it with a 100% money back guarantee and 15% off. Here's how. Go to neurohacker.com slash BGF. 
and use code BGF at checkout. It's already up to 50% off. You get an extra 15% off the already discounted price and get to try it for 100 days with no financial risk, money-back guarantee, neurohacker.com, N-E-U-R-O, hacker.com slash BGF to try Qualia Mind and get an extra 15% off. How do you like that? Well, if you're tired of spending hours on cardio with minimal results, then listen up because I got a game-changing fitness breakthrough for you. The Carol Bike, science-backed, time-saving solution trusted by experts for optimizing health and longevity. They use this special form of a workout called a rehit, which allows you to achieve superior health and fitness benefits compared to regular cardio in 90% less time. That's amazing. That's a lot of time, 90%. Studies show that by doing Carol's five-minute workout just three times a week, you can improve your fitness by 12%, reduce your risk of type 2 diabetes by 62%, and even wind back your internal body clock by 10 years. The science is clear. Carol Bike is your ticket to a healthier and more vibrant life. You got to try it to believe it and to see what I'm saying. I mean, it's not like a walk in the park. When you're pushing hard on those intervals, you're pushing, but then it's just like over and it's done and it walks you through it. It's very motivating. It's five feet away from me right now. It's right here in my office, my cool little exercise toy in my office. So you get 250 bucks off your Carol bike. You don't have to wait any longer. You can join over 25,000 riders and visit carolbike.com today. Carolbike.com. Well, if you're like me, you live a busy life. You don't really have time for many days off. That's why I talk so much about your mitochondria because they generate about 90% of the energy your body uses and keeping your mitochondria strong is one of the best ways to keep fatigue at bay. But these little mitochondria darn things are expensive to run. They use a huge amount of raw materials, especially when it comes to minerals. The problem is most people, including you and me, probably don't get enough minerals. And without minerals, your mitochondria don't have the cofactors they need to make energy. More than 97% of Americans don't get enough potassium. About 80% are deficient in magnesium. 40% are deficient in calcium. And those are three of the big ones. There's close to a dozen other trace minerals that are important for mitochondrial function. And most of us don't get enough of them. And you definitely can't get them from, say, table salt. It turns out that trying to take all the minerals you need by taking single mineral supplements isn't only hard because you need a ton of pills. But it's not the most effective way to get your minerals. That's why I take liquid, humic, and fulvic complexes. These are full spectrum mineral supplements, which means you get all the essential minerals your body needs in one go without a daily handful of massive amounts of pills or very large capsules or anything else that's hard to swallow. I use Beam, Beam, B-E-A-M, Beam mineral supplements because they're almost 100% bioavailable. They come in a liquid form that's easy to drink. It's just two bottles. I keep them in my pantry, throw back a shot a few times a day. They're a great way to refill your mineral stores, especially for those of you out here who are haunting your uh, your sauna on a frequent basis or sweating or doing hot yoga or anything else. Keep your mitochondria running strong. So if you want to up your mineral game, give Beam Minerals a try. Go to Beam Minerals, B-E-A-M, minerals.com and use code BEN at checkout for 20% off your first order. It just happens so fast. Like I, I, I go from getting a salary of 3000 a month running my hydroponic stores to this thing takes off like a rocket. It's just like 10,000 a month, 20,000 a month, 50,000 a month, like 80,000 a month. I'm just like, you know, it's just like it, the, the lift was so crazy. Um, yeah. And so ran that up, started to get the uh, attention of private equity guys, family offices um, in late 2013, Q3. And I ended up becoming very close to a, a multi-billion dollar family office out of Florida. And they were like, hey, let us buy buy out your partners in Bloom and, and let us become your partner and let's scale this nationally. I'm like, wow. They're like, we'll, we'll give you unlimited capital. You'll never raise capital again. I'm like, oh, my God, this is incredible. 
So they tried to buy out the invest, existing investors in Bloom. They wanted 10x their investment, so they wanted 70 million. And the family office is like, we're not paying 70 million for these guys to get out. Like, so they brought me back to Florida and were like, listen, we, we know you love Bloom, it's your baby, but we just, we really want you. How do we get you? I was like, make me an offer. So um, they made me an offer. They said, let's start a new company and we'll capitalize with $100 million and we'll be partners. I was like, wow, okay, that's, that's the most money anyone's put into cannabis to date. And I'm 28 years old, like, let's go, you know? So we start, I, I sold my interest to Bloom to a commodities trader from New York. And he actually built Bloom up further and sold it for $230 million uh, about two years ago. Wow. So um, I start New Co in Q1 of 14. I start buying licenses in Arizona. I go apply in Nevada, Las Vegas, all around, and um, start buying buildings. And I end up building a massive footprint over three states um, and run the thing up in three and a half years. I basically run up to $120 million in top line revenue, 40 million EBITDA, I have five, over 500 employees under management. Um, I was number 140 under 40 in cannabis in 2016 by several magazines. I'm doing celebrity brands, running around with Burner, who you might've saw on the cover of Forbes. We kind of grew up in the space together. I did Khalifa Kush for Wiz Khalifa. Um, and so it was just, it was a crazy time, man. It was, it was a lot of interviews, a lot of press, running a very large company that went from zero to nine figures in, in three and a half years. And, um, so the thing was just printing money and uh, doing very, very well. And, and, and so with, with some with some of these guys, like I think you say Khalif, like, like some of these rappers or other notable figures, you're literally creating yeah. customized strains for them that they're branding and then their audience is purchasing cannabis strains that are that are branded by and marketed by these specific celebrities or musicians, et cetera. Correct, correct. So Burner had cookies and we did some other brands with him. He He's now like the... Forbes said he was the third or fourth most wealthy rapper because wow. of his cannabis uh, empire. Um, so he's up there with like, you know, under like Diddy and Jay-Z. Yeah. Wiz, you know, of course, has a massive following, does very well. But we did Khalifa Kush for him. And every time we do a drop of one, two, three hundred pounds, it would sell out in 24 hours. Every kid wanted what Wiz Khalifa was smoking. He was like the modern day Snoop Dogg, right, of our time. Yeah. So I, so I can blame you for some of those cannabis smoke fumes that I rode my scooter through on the on the ride back in Miami yeah. that night. <laughs> Possibly. It could, have, it could have been some inklings from the West Coast. And the, the, the West Coast culture of cannabis drives everything. That's where that's where the global cannabis uh, culture comes from is the West Coast, hmm. California specifically. And so at the end of 17, me and the family office kind of had our differences. We're butting heads. So I ended up resigning as CEO and they, they, they bought me out. And after that, I just, you know, I kind of I had some wealth and I'm just like, wow, what should I do next? And I was running around with this. Uh, I became really, really close to this guy named Dan Bolzarian. I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah, I've heard his name before. Isn't he kind of like this high rolling kind of controversial guy on social yeah. media who's showing himself with all the girls and yachts and things like that? Yeah. Yeah. So he lived in Vegas. I, I lived in Vegas because that's where Reef was headquartered. Both kind of young, had money, you know, had a lot of girls running around. So we end up coming together. And yeah, he's like a, I guess one way to describe him is like a modern day Hugh Hefner. You know, he's, yeah. he's like, he's about your age. Um, always has 30, 40 girls around him, loves to shoot guns and race car trucks and all that kind of stuff. So we had a natural gravitation towards each other, um, hung out, you know, for a few years and he was like, Hey, I want to do a cannabis company, bro. Let's partner. Uh, and so I was like, all right, let's do it. You know, you're one of my closest friends. This will be fun. We'll have a good time. So we started a company called ignite, which he still has. Um, and I, I helped him create it. 
started all up. Uh, we ended up moving to LA together. And then uh, I just kind of had some differences with um, some of the, uh, some of the people involved. So I just uh, decided to uh, remove myself after about a year of that situation. And then I did a uh, biotech company. After that, I took a step back from cannabis. I was a little burnt out and I ended up doing a biotech company using plant compounds to create proprietary formulations to go after over-the-counter pharmaceuticals, synthetic pharmaceuticals. So I brought on like um, Robert Gallo onto my science team. He, he's discovered HIV. I brought on Deddy Mary. He was the number one cannabinoid researcher in the world. Um, Joe Fornak, he ran a, a massive pharmaceutical company, you know, was in charge of like 500 million in, in budget. Uh, so my, my team was like stellar and it, it opened up a lot of doors. So I did that um, through 18, 19 um, and then built that up. And then that got acquired in Q1 of 20 by a publicly traded company uh, right before COVID hit. So I, I timed it pretty well. Uh, wow. all, all luck, of course. Um, and then COVID hit. I'm just kind of hanging out, you know, didn't have a lot to do. Everything was kind of on standstill. And that's when I decided to move to Florida because they had less restrictions than most most other states. And I've been out here ever since. Um, took uh, took some of the wealth I acquired through my journey and deployed it into a very diversified portfolio. I have some operating companies, some passive investments in there. And then I built and hired a team that oversees and manages that stuff. So now I get to oversee that at a very high level, look for new opportunities, and then do cool stuff like podcasts with you. Yeah. Podcasts and, and stem cell injections, which we'll get into. But but first, like if yes. somebody does Google your name, one of the first results that comes up is some viral YouTube video about how you lost two million dollars in forty eight hours. What was that all about? <laughs> so that was back in the day when I really couldn't afford to do something like that, and um, it was two thousand and nine actually. And I, I knew cannabis and knew how to cultivate, but I wasn't like an expert. Like, you know, as far as building a cannabis company, I'd say I'm top 10 in the world. But to, to get into the, the nitty gritty of growing the cannabis, I, I always hire experts for everything. And I'm kind of the conductor of the symphony. Hmm. But I was like, hey, sh kick on the CO2, higher, higher, because CO2 makes the canopy get larger, the buds get bigger, more money. I was growing in these massive horse troughs that were like 200 gallons. And I was growing like six plants in a horse trough. It was very archaic compared to how we grow today. But, you know, this was 14 years ago. So cut me a little slack. Um, CO2 is heavier than our atmospheric air. Well, I figured this out the hard way and the most a very expensive way. But in this room was big. It was like 6,000 feet. And I, I didn't know this, but the plant's root zone breathes oxygen. The plant's canopy breathes CO2. So... I was pumping CO2 into these rooms, getting ready for a harvest, trying to make as much money as possible. That CO2 sank into those big horse troughs where it had nowhere to go. And it literally suffocated those roots. Every single oh. plant in there died in 48 hours. And I was like two weeks away from harvesting. Wow. So what, what, what did you, did you just lose it all or were you able to, to, to fix the plants? No. Wow. I lost it all. Amazing. So, so it turns out that even if you're the organizer, or the conductor of the orchestra, you got to know a little bit about the chemistry too. That's what made me dangerous is I kind of have a branding and marketing mind, but I started on the cultivation side of cannabis. So I understood, and I'd been through the trials and tribulations of cultivating, which is probably one of the harder parts of cannabis. So I came from that and then built the vertical from the back up to the front end. Um, and so that's what I feel like gave me a, a, a step up against almost all the other competition. Like in 17, Reef was like the largest, most profitable can legal cannabis company in the country. Amazing. Well, you know, the 
I don't think cannabis, even though it's known for a lot of its medicinal and health uses, I think there's possibly a stereotype in the cannabis industry that it is like the the gold tooth, you know, pot smoking rapper who might be an influencer or an entrepreneur in the industry or the dude who's kind of sort of a businessman, but has, you know, dreadlocks and is high in his own supply half the time and maybe you can't trust him. And I didn't really get that impression from you. It seems like you're, I mean, not only are, are you a physically fit specimen, but you also seem really into the health side of things. So wh- when did that become a thing for you? So first of all, I think if you're going to use a mind altering substance, I think that anything natural is the best way to go. Like alcohol is very, very bad for you, in my opinion, coming from someone that's drank a copious amount of alcohol in my life. I drank heavy from 14 to 34 years old. Um, if, so if you're going to use something mind altering, I would recommend mushrooms or cannabis, psilocybin or THC, pick your poison. But what, what would be an example of a, of a synthetic option that you would compare to those that you would think is less favorable? Uh, acid LSD for psilocybin for cannabis. Uh, I mean, there's synthetic, like, uh, there's synthetic stuff they sell at smoke shops. that's really bad for you. They spray these like horrible things on it to get you high. Um, yeah. But I'm trying to think of something that's like more mainstream. I guess like uh, ket- ketamine is very mainstream. I, I like ketamine, though. I think ketamine has its place in the world. Um, and I, I've actually had a prescription to ketamine before for sleep, but it didn't help me sleep at all. It actually had a counter effect. Yeah. No, it kind of floods the glutamate receptors in such a way that it makes you tired. But you don't get good sleep architecture with ketamine in most cases, unless it's like a very small dose to deal with a little bit of anxiety. And even that's better for daytime use, not right before you go to bed. So, yeah, ketamine, even though you might feel like you're super relaxed, you're not going to sleep well on it. You're going to more kind of like lay there and kind of half journey in your mind and not be able to shut down a lot of the kinesthesia or the synesthesia that that occurs when you have that in your system. And that's why I love you, Ben, because you you can drill down and. Give us a real world synopsis snapshot of, of what's going and, and, on. And, and, and by the way, total rabbit hole. And then, then we can get back because I, I actually want to hear about, I want to I use this chance to jump into some of your health protocols and this giant list that you sent me of all the things that you do. But LSD is interesting. I had a fascinating podcast. It might come out by the time this podcast is released with Andy Triana of Superbrain. And he described to me how like more than half shockingly high percentage of the top ultra marathoners and the endurance athlete community are not only using low dose THC, which didn't surprise me ever since I read this book called runner's high about how THC can be used for focus and a little bit of a pain killing effect during very long trail runs, like up in the mountains or extremely long bike rides or swims or things like that, you know, like around two and a half to five milligrams of THC. But what shocked me was the number of them who use LSD, you know, like a 10 to 20 microgram dose of LSD, for the similar, I, I think the focus enhancing and nootropic effects of that wouldn't surprise people. There's a lot of people who microdose with it for daily productivity or creativity, but it turns out it is one of the strongest substances known for shifting the body into beta oxidation or fat burning during exercise. And so for endurance athletes who are going for very long periods of time, this combination of LSD and THC in low doses appears to be like the secret sauce that a lot of the top people are using now. Isn't that interesting? That's incredible. I had no idea. I just thought it was a bunch of people, uh, you know, watching the walls melt. So, yeah, no, no. And, and I've, I've taken like 10, 20 micrograms of LSD before as a nootropic agent. And it actually, it is something that seems to have, you know, as promised effects in that department. But obviously you have to be incredibly careful because 
you know, the difference between, say, like 10 micrograms and 50 micrograms could be the difference between a very productive day and a very distracted, hyperactive, you know, right. walls nearly melting type of day. So, yeah, that, that one you got to proceed with caution. But it is it is interesting. Now, now you have this whole, like, protocol that you sent to me. As a matter of fact, you're you kind of to shoot out to me, like, your Monday through Wednesday protocol. And a lot of the stuff I think people will be familiar with, like, cold plunge, red light, things along those lines. But... I think what what first kind of like perked up my attention when we were at dinner was you said, oh, yeah, you know, I, I go down to, I think you said Costa Rica. And I do these crazy injections. Like, I think it's a some kind of a stem cell protocol. So, tell me a little bit about that and and your and just your, your general regime in general. Yeah. You know, we, we have some time to dig into it. So, well, first of all, I'll tell you about how I got started in this because I think it's important. I, I, I built two nine-figure, three nine-figure companies by the time I was 33 years old. Um, and so I'd say I'd done more than most in, in in that amount of time. And I was a big partier. My neurotransmitters were destroyed looking back. Um, and so I burned out when I was 33, didn't want to get out of bed, didn't want to leave my house. And that was very unlike me. I'm a very high energy person, high output, don't sleep that much. And so it was very uncharacteristic of me. And, and I started searching for something to get me back on track. And this new thing started to pop up in Beverly Hills called N80 plus. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, you know, one IV of 250 milligrams was like a thousand dollars. So I was like, I'll try it. And so I go to this, this high end doctor office. I, 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 I get this IV in me and it feels like this Spider-Man serum is going into me. Like it was the craziest feeling I'd ever felt. I was so run down. And so can you imagine what, you know, NAD is basically getting your, your cellular structure back to an a, a original state imagine how much work it was doing inside of my body. So I felt like I was like, literally, I, I, it was unexplainable. So after I did, I was like, wow, I, I feel a little bit better. Long story short, I did it four days in a row. And then I start doing it two, three times a week. And I, I start to get back on track. And I'm like, wow, like, and I, I come from a very addictive family from a genetic sequence, like alcoholism, drug abuse, like you name it. And so I, I get very into things like business, right? And I like cars and I like, I like biohacking and health. And so I was like, well, well, if this is out there, what else is out there? And that's, that's what really hyper, I guess, thrusted me into this whole realm. Yeah. And, and by, by the way, I'm glad you pointed that out about NAD because a lot of people view it as like an age reversal or longevity agent. But if you're beat up, if you're sleep deprived, if you're addicted to a substance, if you've had a long bout of travel and your circadian rhythmicity or your inflammation is off or up, it is almost like this magical shotgun molecule for all of those type of things. I mean, I did a subcutaneous 1000 mig injection when I got up this morning and I'll usually do an injection nice. or an IV once or twice a month. I wear the patches two or three times a week, which slow bleeds about a thousand milligrams over 12 to 14 hours into my system. And then uh, I, I also take oral supplementation with the, uh, I use the biostack lab stuff and I go five days on two days off. So my body just stays super sensitive to the NAD so, yeah, I, I use NAD patch, injection IV, and oral pretty frequently in my own protocol. And I, I have a very kind of hard-charging lifestyle, a lot of travel, less sleep than I'd love to have, and it's a game-changer for me. Yeah, anytime I don't, I feel a little off in the morning, I'll shoot 250, 300 MGs into my shoulders, and you're back. I yep. mean, it snaps you right out of whatever you were in. Yep. Um, but I, it's one of my favorite things in the world. Um so I started doing that. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, you know, IGF-1 and um, some different uh, anti antioxidants and uh, 
Then I started just getting more and more into this routine meeting. I, I actually stumbled upon you. I was, I was working with a biohacking doctor named uh, Dr. Michael Major in Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, and he you know started Mike? getting me on a reg. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. So that's my buddy. Oh, Mike's yeah, amazing. Yeah. My, Mike's the guy I get my, my sexy time lozenges from for, for me and my wife, the PT-141 to Dalafell yeah. and morphine lozenges for, for date nights. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's amazing. He's a wizard. I still haven't had him on my podcast, yeah, but I so need that, to at some point. So that's – he was really like my first like day-to-day coach. Like he would come to my house three, four times a week, and we would hang out. Um, but Mike Mike put me on to He's like, bro, you got to start listening to this guy named Ben Greenfield. Like he knows oh, his funny. shit. So that's, that's how Mike. I first got – you know, discovered you, yeah. And um, so Mike got me on some really cool stuff, and that's where I started direct injecting uh, ozone into my veins. Mike was the one who showed me about it. And so we started to have like ozone parties at my house, uh, you know, a couple times a week. Tell me about that direct injecting ozone into your veins. So I have an ozone machine at my house. Um, and then we fill up 60 ml uh, syringes with the heaviest concentration of, of ozone that the machine will produce. And then I actually give myself an IV, which I used to be scared of needles. And now I'm giving myself IVs. It's pretty yeah. wild. Just to push IV. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, my, my setup, I think I... It's t- t- a little bit time consuming these days. I just use an ozone oil suppository and get the rectal delivery of ozone. Yep. Uh, but the uh, the way I've used my ozone machine is I'll actually pull two sixty cc syringes of blood uh, out of my arm, and then I put that in with another couple of sixty cc's of ozone from the ozone generator. And then I've got a uh, Simply O3 makes a blood irradiation device. Wow. So I pass the blood through that blood irradiation device. Then it goes back into the other arm. So you get ozone plus the blood irradiation, which uses the, the light photons to activate more ATP and kind of cleans up the blood a little bit too, which is fantastic if you have, you know, not that I'm trying to give out medical advice, but you have like lime or mold or something right. like that. And so you can do what you just described, but you can pull the blood first, ozonate it, irradiate it, then pass it back through. And uh, uh, Simply O3 has one of those home machines to do it. I'm going to actually check that out. Yeah. Because I used to go to the doctor and they'd pull out a couple liters of blood and then, you know, inject it with ozone and spin it or whatever they do and then put it back into me. Um, and then we just started injecting straight into the blood. But you just got to go slow and be careful, obviously. Yeah. 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 Be careful. If, if you haven't done this before, you, uh, I highly recommend you seek the advice of a physician, friend, or a nurse practitioner yeah. or a medical professional. But anyways, yeah, ozone is yeah, great. And if I did if I didn't have Mike at my house as, you know, a doctor, I would never like have attempted this on my own. You know, I had professionals at my house like the first dozen or two dozen times, maybe more that we did it. So yeah, I, it, it, injecting gas straight into your vein just sounds uh, disastrous in itself. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so so you do the ozone and the NAD, and that's part of your protocol. And this these are two things that kind of started to get you into some of these other things that you're doing. Yeah, I mean. And what I did, I started to have real issues in 2019 when I was just doing NAD. Um, and and I, they wanted me to check me into the Mayo Clinic because I, I couldn't gain weight. I was taking like 80 pills a day, probably clogging up my whole uh, digestive system. And I went and did a blood test and my test was like a like a 180. I had no testosterone in me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, um, I got on, on TRT and now I run it around 1,000. Uh, but it changed everything. You know, it turned me into a new human. Then that's after, while getting on TRT is where I met Dr. Mike. And so that's when he opened up Pandora's box to me of, of all the things that are out there. Yeah. How do you administer your TRT? Uh, I do it daily. I do. Um, so I, 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 
I do uh, microdosing daily. I think it's, I've tried it every way and I, the, for me, it's the best by far. You mean uh, injection? Yeah, microdose injection every day in the shoulder. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I know a lot of people with microdose uh, use the, uh, like the scrotal cream, like a little bit of that in the morning or in Got the it. evening. And they, if, like just, microdosing is way better because it more naturally mimics the natural diurnal variation of testosterone. You know, if you microdose with the needles, obviously it's more injections. A lot of people don't care about that, but people who are needle phobic often go with the microdosing morning and evening using something like the gel or the cream. Yeah. For, as far as delivery, I'm, if I can inject, I always inject. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I, I get it. A lot of people don't like that. And you know, they, they, it's not they, don't, they don't like the pin cushion effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Uh, so, so you got NAD, right. you got ozone, you have testosterone and by now you're starting to feel pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Started trying out, um, some other things, some uh, uh, inhibitors for growth hormone, you know, uh, ibumorolin, um, CJC-157, uh, or no, CJC, what is it? Uh, CJC-1295. You, you mean stimulators of growth hormone, not not uh, not inhibitors. Sorry, like, sorry, uh, sorry, yeah, growth hormone secretagogs. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I think the, uh, the, um, the CJC-ipamorelin combo in the morning and the tessamorelin in the evening, that's the best peptide combo I've ever found for, for increasing the growth hormone. And, the, and it gives you tremendous like muscle gain, fat loss, sleep benefits. So that's, it's a great peptide stack. I'm actually on to just straight growth hormone at this point. I'm using okay. uh, genotropin. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. good. If you have, if you have growth hormone receptors, a lot of these plant flavanols like quercetin, for example, they'll actually increase growth hormone receptor sensitivity and kind of allow it to be, I guess, in layperson's language, a little bit more naturally distributed throughout the body. Cause some people get concerned about, you know, carcinogenic potential growth hormone, et cetera. But I think if you're, right. if you're having a lot of plant flavanols and polyphenols and even in slightly higher doses using something like quercetin or injectable quercetin, that goes really well if you're using straight up growth hormone. Interesting. I'll, I'll have to check that out. I appreciate the, uh, the feedback on that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I did that. Um, was, was doing a, a mass, started doing a massive amount of glutathione felt, you know, that made me feel even better. Um, and, and so just continued on the path. I had the lozenges that you love from, from Dr. Mike. And obviously that, you know, adds another level to your, uh, to your relationship status with, with your loved one. Um, and then, uh, and then I moved, um, out of Arizona and, um, I moved to Miami and someone said, Hey, you got to come down to Costa Rica. There's a lot going on. So I went down there. I met these crazy stem cell doctors at this party, uh, that has just started a new clinic called RMI international. And, um, it was actually the the brains or the visionary of the of the clinic is his name was Vincent Giampapa. He's out of that like pharmaceutical nucleus up in New Jersey. Okay. And uh, he uh, was actually runner up for the for the Nobel Prize in 2014 for his work in stem cells, and we can get into that as well. But um, he uh, he was like you know one of the godfathers of stem cells, and I liked what all these guys had to say. I told them about my regimen I was doing for uh, for biohacking. They were very impressed that. Uh, you know, all the things I was taking simultaneously, I met Dr. D and he expanded my program even much further, which you saw. I sent that to you as well. Yeah. And, um, they're like, why do you try stem cells? I'm like, I mean, what, what could go wrong with stem cells? Let's, let's go. So oh, a lot, by the way, if you're, if you hook up with a organization, I've seen yeah, people yeah, get their, get their God, like, you know, discs injected and blown up and, you know, in the yeah. back or people aren't using ultrasound guided imaging. So yeah, stuff can go wrong, but if it goes right, it's really right. Yeah, and thank God, like, you know, I didn't get connected to some guys that were doing it in, in their van or something. And it was uh, some of the top guys in the world now looking back. 
Um, and so ended up just for the first time, I did a hundred million stems, uh, all three types in the intravenous and, um, about four, I didn't feel anything. And then four hours later, um, I, I called the doc. I'm like, Hey doc, I don't feel so good. Like I can't even hold my head up. Like, I think, I think something might be going wrong. He's like, it's like, I just put a hundred million new cells in your body. Like your body wants to rest, like go to bed. Yeah. So I went to sleep for about four and a half hours. I woke up. And I've never felt like that in my life. Um, I felt like I'd been looking at the world through like through like a blurry lens and someone took that off and I saw the world. And I'm in Costa Rica, like so I'm in the jungle. And I looked, I like I'd, I'd never seen the colors that vivid and it just my mental clarity had I never felt it like that. And my sense of well-being is like I was on drugs, but I was I wasn't. And I just felt like my self-confidence and I felt like I could do anything. Yeah. Yeah, you and, feel you feel superhuman. I mean, like when when the yeah. uh, when the pain and the soreness wears off for me when I do because I do that full body stem cell makeover up in Utah, and yeah. you're like hobbled up for a good several days afterwards. And as soon as that wears off, like you'll go to the gym and just crush it and wake up the next day and feel like you didn't even work out. Like it's it's nuts what happens when you get a high high stem cell count delivered into every joint in your body or via intravenous administration. You know, I think a lot of people again, like NAD, think it's just a longevity play. But I mean, you you feel superhuman on these things afterwards. For like seven to ten days, you're walking on water, um, and then I, I tore both shoulders, micro like small tears, you know, about an inch in each shoulder, exact same place from bench pressing and being being stupid. So instead of I've never had surgery in my life, and I'm trying to avoid it at all costs if I can. And so they're like, hey, come up and let us inject stem cells directly into the tears with high definition ultrasounds. So I went and did that. Obviously, very painful. Um, but I was back in the gym in two weeks, lifting light weights in six weeks. I was, uh, I was fully recovered in six weeks and that Amazing. was a year and a half ago. And I've had no issues ever since. Cause when I would box and spar, like I'd get shocks through my shoulders when I do, when I'd hit something hard because of that tear would just be like, you know, it, it would, it would, it would give me a shock. And I, you know, I still train heavily and I, I feel nothing like I, it's like my shoulders are brand new. And so how often do you go to Costa Rica for these injections? Uh, obviously my schedule's busy, but I, I go three to four times a year. I, okay. I would do it every month if I could. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when um, you go down there every time, are they doing joints or is it intravenous administration or no, a mix of no. both? I always do intravenous, but then like, you know, if I have an issue with the joint or I have an ache or a pain somewhere, I'll direct inject there. Yeah. Um, but normally it's intravenous. I did a stem cell facial where they do 500 injections into your face with, uh, with robotics. Oh, wow. So that, that was super cool. Uh, you look crazy for like, it looks like it's like a vampire facial. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, you know, I, they're, they're about, uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this publicly, but RMI is going to do a, a clinical, um, on humans and I, I'm going to, I'm going to go into, I'm going to do the clinical. Okay. But, well, if, I, um, if I get sued for you saying that, I'm going to blame you. So, so what's the clinical involve? So this is what GM Papa was in the running for the Nobel prize. He essentially, as we know, stem cells can clone themselves. Um, and GM Papa was able to signal the stem cell to clone itself into a younger iteration of itself. So in about 18 months, he could take any age stem cell and get it back to its version of when it was first created or born. Um, and so when he had put those, injected those back into this, the study or the, the, the rodent or the canine, uh, 
that those were the two the two subjects for the study. It the stem cells from from when they they that that mammal was born went back into the, the into the specimen. It went into their bone marrow and signaled their bone marrow to start secreting their stem cells from when they were born again at a oh, high, wow. at a high level. Like, and so what they found is it, it increased life expectancy by an, in in the rodents and canines by an average of forty percent. Wow. That's amazing. And so he believes huh. he can carry that over into human beings. Man. Well, keep, keep me posted on that. That's actually super interesting. Um, and, and for people who didn't quite catch his name again, uh, the, the doctor is Dr. Vincent, and, and his last name is? Giampapa. Giampapa. G-I-A-A-M-P-A. Okay. Got it. Giampapa. P-A-P-A. Cool. Okay. Got it. Got it. Giampapa. Okay. Stop in Dr. Vincent G I. A M P A P A something like that. it'll pop oh, yeah. out. Right I'll, I'll find it and put it in the show notes at, at Bang Green Field uh, Life. Yeah, he's in his he's in his seventies and he looks very very good for his age. Let's just say that crazy. And and you know a lot of guys like this who are into the biohacking they don't do a whole lot from a fitness standpoint or at least not as much as I think they probably should to kind of work on grip strength, cardiovascular status, VO two max, you know, walking speed or running speed or the other things that make you you know and. In, in, a, in a phrase, harder to kill. And it seems to me like you actually seem to keep your body pretty well put together as well. And it's not just about, you know, the injections and, and you know, the creams and the lotion, so to speak. Are you, are you doing anything special from a fitness standpoint, using any interesting biohacking technologies or anything like that? So I, I train pretty hard. Uh, I do weight-resistant training for 60 to 70 minutes, four times a week, um, breaking up, isolating different body parts. I also train um, MMA. Um, twice a week with one of the Bellator champions. Um, and then I, I, I've been running as well. I just moved to a new house in Fort Lauderdale, so I'm real close to the beach. So like this weekend, I ran six miles by the beach. Okay. Um, and it's just just the, the humidity and the heat, and you just sweat. Like you get that runner's high like like you read about. Yeah. And so I, and I just turned 38 in March, um, but I really have no issues with my body at all. I feel like I'm training almost to the level of a, I don't know, a semi-pro athlete, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a few hours of MMA. I'm doing, uh, four to five hours of weight resistance training. I'm running. Um, I do a lot of stretching. I have a physical therapist that, that, that I see one to two times a week. He scrapes me, he cups me, he stretches me. I, you know, I feel better at 38 than I did at 20, but I also do. Um, so I, I have a cold plunge in my house. So I cold plunge at least once a day. Um, I found my sweet spot for cold plunging is in the mid 40 degree range um, five to seven minutes. Um, I've also found if I go too long in the cold plunge that it affects my sleep. I'm a very, very finicky sleeper, probably from messing with my neurotransmitters and using substances for a lot of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and you, I, when we talked then I was suffering from severe sleep issues still. I don't know if you remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. What'd you wind up doing so, about it? I gave up cannabis. Okay, that's interesting because I think when you shared your initial protocol with me, you were doing like a 10, I was going to ask you about this on the podcast, like a 10 mig edible to sleep. Yeah, so I, 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 I stopped March 15th, which is my birthday, my 30th birthday. I stopped then. It was a week of misery. I anxiety through the roof, wanted to crawl out of my skin, um, but I, I broke through it. And I've been on edibles for sleep for, for 12 years since I was in my late 26 or 27. I started taking edibles for sleep and I've been taking them every night since. So. I broke a habit of 12 years because I've tried everything for sleep. I talked to your buddy up in Northern Florida mm-hmm. and what I, 
what I came to the conclusion of, it was something wrong with my neurotransmitters. I, I, I could sleep. I could fall asleep easily. I could pass out. I was not hitting REM and deep like I should, not even close, like maybe a third. Yeah. And so my sleep has improved so much. It's incredible. I'm, I'm getting seven solid hours, three, three to three and a half of deep in REM. I, my mental clarity's much, much better than it was when I was using THC on a nightly basis. Um, I don't know if I'll ever go back. Yeah, not uncommon, uh, and a lot of people, whether it's cannabinoids or hefty users of whatever, regularly using ketamine or microdosing excessively or doing you know too much psilocybin on the weekends or whatever, I think this is patterned into a lot of people's lives, even health enthusiasts, for example, and what happens is long-term serotonin desensitization, and when that happens, you got to use a sledgehammer stuff to get yourself to sleep at night, to just flood yourself with serotonin. And it builds up over time and people kind of start to get on that upper downer roller coaster ride where you know, you're using these downers to get to sleep and then you got to rip yourself wide awake during the day and then take your microdose yep. and then you still want to go out on the weekend and journey or whatever. Like, I think it's a much more rampant problem than a lot of people will admit. And it just comes down to unintelligent use of the rampant access to supplements, plant medicines and compounds that traditionally probably would have been more pharmaceutically accessible that people are just they have a whole pantry of and are able to use right and left whenever they want and yeah i agree it messes up sleep big time yeah now i'm i'm deep like i take a lot of gaba for sleep which i, I i'm a huge fan of gaba yeah uh, i uh do magnesium l-theanine you know the, the uh apigen like the normal culprits but i wake up crisp and then i cold plunge when i wake up now and it feels like i took like 10 espresso shots like I have so much energy and my mental, my, my mental clarity is just, it's, it's ridiculous. So, um, yeah. I'm almost like, I almost like I've been on substances. Like I started drinking when I was 14. I, and I, you know, like I haven't had a drink since new year's Eve. Um, but I, I really didn't get off all substances until March 15th of this year when I gave up cannabis. So I'm almost like I have a high of, of, mental clarity and soberness it's 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 wild but it's like i just keep elevating and i'm 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 addicted to it i'm glad you said that about the cold plunges too like i so i'm i cold plunge about three or four times a day you know i, I have the morosco right outside the door of my office right so i can literally i got a couple towels in my office i can walk out there plunge come back in and i hate long cold plunges they make you distractingly cold takes a long time to warm up yeah you know for the first little bit you're working you're shivering and everything but i instead do 30 to 60 seconds Three or four times a day, I'm out there. Anytime I feel a dip in energy or after my little afternoon post-lunch siesta, and it's a game changer. I think some people think, oh, I'm in a cold plunge. I got to be in there 5, 10, 15 minutes. But man, there's something to be said. Even if it's a cold shower for that quick 30 to 60 second dose, yeah. then jump right back into what you're doing. And you're right, like stimulant-free in terms of exogenous supplementation and massive effects. I, I think cold plunging could take the place of caffeine in our society if people were willing to do it, but it takes a lot of mental strength. I don't know. I still think they drink a lot of espresso and coffee in Sweden and Switzerland and Norway, but, you know. No, no, they, they, they do. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, like, I, know, I think cold, being in cold water would be a yeah. great great replacement for, for, for uh, stimulants. Yeah, exactly. Or or do both, you know, if, if you want the increased fat burning. I, I like to actually go in there after, you know, green tea or coffee or some blood glucose disposal okay. agent because it's just free fat burning. So funny story, today I did a, uh, I'm doing a niacin flush um, because I had a little, my blood, my last blood panel, which I pull my blood every 60 days. 
it, there was a little bit of cholesterol in there that we didn't like. So we're, I'm doing a little bit of a niacin flush. And I, I took the niacin, turned beet red, and then got in the cold plunge. It's one, it's one of the toughest cold plunges I've ever done for whatever reason. Yeah. I, I, like, I can normally handle very cold. And I was just, like, shivering in there. And I, maybe because the niacin was flushing out all the heat out of my body. I'm not sure. And it increases nerve sensitivity. So, you know, anything that touches oh, well, your skin is going to feel you hotter. Go. If you would have gotten the sauna, the sauna would have felt hotter. The cold is going to feel colder. Uh, sex is going to feel better, Got which is it. why a lot of people like those blood flow precursors prior to sex. So, yeah, across the board, it'll make everything kind of feel a little bit more intense or at least more noticeable. So, so yeah. I mean, you know, you're you're obviously in the investment space and, and you know, an enormously successful and smart businessman. Now that you're into health, are there certain things you see coming down the pipeline, whether biohacking technologies or supplement companies or certain supplements like the NAD that you found that you've kind of got your eye on right now? Yeah. So I, I love, I, like, I, I only invest in things I believe in because when I tell people about it, I have to actually believe in what I'm saying, right? Like I made that rule when I was 20 years old, I'll never sell something I don't believe in. I can't do it. So I had such a good experience with the stem cells. I invested in that company. So I'm a shareholder of that company. And now the, it's the, like the RMI company. Yeah. And it's my investments like seven X in like three years because I did, I did one Instagram post and got like 300 and some comments on when I did stem cells. I think I generated like a hundred leads for RMI from that one post. Wow. Um, and so I invest in things that I, I like. And so the, la the, the latest thing I actually invested in was peptides because I peptides have changed my world in, in so many different ways. And that, that there's, an there's a peptide for almost every application, no matter what you're trying to achieve. And so what, what was frustrating to me is that a lot of doctors were overcharging for peptide regimens and, and getting people on peptides. And I don't think the peptides should just be for the one or one percent of the of the wealthy or the five percent of, of a society. I think they should be for everyone because they really will help, you know, human beings and mankind. And so me and a couple of my buddies that are very, very successful and they're also my age, we're like, hey, let's just start a peptide company where we don't really charge that much. We charge like a you know a moderate amount of profit over the cost from the compounding pharmacy or the compounding manufacturer, and we will uh We'll, we'll make this accessible to everyone. We'll, we'll make this like, let's, let's serve, let's not service 2000 rich people. Let's try to service 200,000 people so that we, we service a lot more people and just not make as much money off them. More of a, more of like a Walmart or Costco play instead of like a Louis Vuitton play. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, our new, our new company is called the health guys, the health guys.com. And we just launched that about 30 days ago. It's going very, very well. Um, so I, it seems like people are very receptive to wanting to, to better themselves and become a better version of whatever they are. What kind of peptides do you like to use? Do I like to use? Yeah. Well, I use TRT, which is not a peptide, obviously. Um, I use NAD three to four times a week. I'm a big fan of BPC-157. Um, I actually use GHK Copper uh, quite a bit. Um, I'll do scrubs with um, – I, I, have you used Epitalin? I have, yeah. Yeah, I typically one or two times a year, I'll do about a 10 to 20 day regimen based on the longevity research. Yeah. And by Dr. Kavinson out of Russia. Absolutely. And then um, you ever you ever messed around with MOTC at all? I have. Yep. Very similar to Epitalin in terms of the dosage cycle. Yep. 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 Um, also, I like to do is I've done a couple scrubs I really enjoy with like SS-31, you know, followed by uh, I believe it's FOXO4. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For some of the so, androgen receptor modulation. Yeah. 
Yeah. I've also, um, for cognitive ability, I've also been using quite a bit of uh, C-Like and C-Max. Oh, those are fantastic. The, the intranasal version, particularly. That's what it's I It's kind of like NAD, for example. You know, it's one of those things where if you beat up, if you feel down, if you got a little bit of inflammation or you're feeling a little sluggish, it's also fantastic, by the way. And I, you know, obviously not FDA approved, but can be very effective for depression and anxiety type of symptoms as well. You know, there's two or three squirts per nostril, the C-Lang C-Max combo. So yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I, that's one of my favorites. And to be honest, you know, you said not FDA approved, Ben, but the more I find out about the the the, the health industry, I almost prefer like a lot of times like I'm I'm, I'm losing more and more faith in the FDA, um, knowing how tied they are to big pharma, and I try to stay away from synthetics as much as possible. Um, and so I. Uh, Sometimes I prefer when it's not FDA approved because that might mean that it actually works very, very well. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the thing about that is, you know, you and I are kind of like curious pioneers who like to research this stuff and learn a lot about it. Right. I think the, the good thing, despite them having many shortcomings, is that the FDA does serve as a gate or as a barrier to ensuring a whole bunch of people don't willy nilly get their hands on a bunch of stuff that could potentially harm them. Cause lots of people aren't like you and me. They're not going to read the research. They're not going to know the dosage. They're just going to get a whole bunch of stuff that they feel like gives them an effect. And then we create, you know, same issues a lot of people having with sleep and excessive uses of plant medicine. So I think that if, if, if a good customer education experience is set up, yeah, the, the FDA regulations become a lot less necessary. But I think that there are many people, and I always have to remember this. I'm like, a lot of people aren't going to do their research. They're just going to buy it because somebody said it, not know how to use right. it. And that's where the FDA does protect you a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And you got to be very mindful of where you're sourcing things. And you're right. 80% of the population will just click it and get it. Like they won't, yeah. they won't do any back checking. So that, that's a very valid point. The FDA will definitely save you when it comes to... Uh, like, uh, I guess, toxic products, heavy metals, yeah. things of that nature. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Basically, if you don't know what you're doing and have no clue where to start and nobody's there to help you, think twice about using a non-FDA approved compound, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, you're, you're going in so many directions and, and the peptides company sounds fantastic. Anything else that you think is going to be a big trend in the next five, 10 years in the health and wellness industry? I'm, I'm super excited about the biotech space in general. I think it's going to grow 10x in the next several years. Um, I want to see what AI is going to actually do to it. You know, AI scares the living hell out of me, but I think it will progress certain things uh, at a high rate of speed. I think stem cells and exosomes are going to be a huge thing in the future as we fully understand how to use and harness. Um, my next treatment on stem cells, I'm actually going to do one arm of exosomes, one of stem cells. So I get the immediate spike of the exosomes followed by the, yeah. the trailing release of the stem cells. Yeah, that's a great plan. I rarely do stem cells now without simultaneous IV administration of exosomes. Yeah, so that'll be my new protocol moving forward, I think. Um, but I, you know, I do believe we're going to really push the boundaries of, of the, the life expectancy of a human being. Um, we're, we're, we're making advancements so quickly now, and that's only going to further further speed up, um, to, from an exponential standpoint. So, um, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm really excited. Like that study GM pop is doing, if that, that really comes to fruition, I mean, you're talking about a life expectancy of 120 years in a human, uh, you know, something like that. So, um, yeah, I'm, you know, like I said, and I, I'm always like kind of looking like, what's the next thing, you know, like we, we have the peptides on the scene, which they've been around for quite some time now, but 
it just seems like more and more is coming up. I'm, I'm a big fan. I've, I've really been looking at hyperbaric. I'm, I'm going to buy a hyperbaric chamber soon. Um, and yeah. just just keep adding to my my, my regimen and further further refining it. Yeah, good good investment. My my post lunch siesta time is usually when I experiment with all the technologies out there for meditation, napping, sleep, etc. And I experiment with most of them in the hyperbaric chamber. I climb in there and I'll drag in like a neurovisor or a brain tap or an Apollo or a Happy or whatever. And I've kind of like built in this nap time just to be able to experiment with new devices. And that hyperbaric is a it's it's fantastic. I use the one. Shout out to. Uh, HBOT USA, just like their home soft shell chamber that goes up to about one and a half atmospheres. And that's my little uh, my little lab experimentation device in the Zen den in my basement. You're going to love it if you if you get a hyperbaric. They're fantastic. Yeah, that's that's something next on my list. So now I appreciate the heads up on the brand and everything as well. I'll check that out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know we're running short on time. Uh, I'm going to put all the show notes at bengreenfieldlife.com slash Matt Morgan. I know you guys probably learned about a whole bunch of cool stuff that you can dig into and um, Matt, as as I suspected, this conversation was just as fascinating as a dinner conversation that we had. And I just really appreciate you coming on and sharing this stuff with my audience. It's 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 pretty neat to see how a you know small poor Montana boy becomes kind of like the the king of cannabis in the U.S. Then moves on to getting health and biohacking and stem cells and peptides and beyond. So it's a cool story, and I'm sure a lot of my a lot of my listeners are going to be keeping their eyes on you now. No pressure. Oh, I appreciate it very much, Ben, and. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be coming to you trying to get some more uh, biohacking advice when we move forward. And, you know, I just I, I really appreciate uh, I really appreciate everything thus far. And I, I look forward to continue our discussions in the future. Word, man. Well, you know where to find me. And those of you listening in, you also do. BenGreenfieldLife.com slash Matt Morgan. Check him out. I'll make show notes for you guys with links to all this stuff and plenty more information. I'll have a link to the viral YouTube video on how he lost $2 million in 48 hours. So, Matt, <laughs> dude, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you uh, more than I can express. And guys, go check out my new site, thehealthguys.com. Super excited about the launch. And I, I want to get peptides in everybody's hands. Word. I love it. Next time we'll do this over sushi. All right. Later, bro. All right. Later, bro. More than ever these days, people like you and me need a fresh, entertaining, well-informed, and often outside the box approach to discovering the health and happiness and hope that we all crave. So I hope I've been able to do that for you on this episode today. And if you liked it, or if you love what I'm up to, then please leave me a review on your preferred podcast listening channel, wherever that might be. And just find the Ben Greenfield Life episode. Say something nice. Thanks so much. It means a lot. In compliance with the FTC guidelines, please assume the following about links and posts on this site. Most of the links going to products are often affiliate links, of which I receive a small commission from sales of certain items. But the price is the same for you, and sometimes I even get to share a unique and somewhat significant discount with you. In some cases, I might also be an investor in a company I mention. I'm the founder, for example, of Keon LLC, the makers of Keon branded supplements and products, which I talk about quite a bit. Regardless of the relationship, if I post or talk about an affiliate link to a product, it is indeed something I personally use, support, and with full authenticity and transparency, recommend in good conscience. I personally vet each and every product that I talk about. My first priority is providing valuable information and resources to you that help you positively optimize your mind, body, and spirit. And I'll only ever link to products or resources, affiliate or otherwise, that fit within this purpose. 
So there's your fancy legal disclaimer.